The Pod Doctors is brought to you by the Kindle book, Saving Limbs, Saving Lives, Advanced Treatments to Prevent Amputations in Diabetic Populations. This book by Dr. Damien Dauphiné discusses specific patient cases in diabetic limb preservation, which highlight the modern use of wound care technology that has exploded in the last 20 years. With only one advanced therapy available in 1999, there are now hundreds of options to help close chronic wounds in diabetic patients. Dr. Dauphiné distills these options down to show patients and physicians treating these patients how combinations of these products can be used to save limbs and save lives. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon, and my partner, Dr. Rafa Hussein, fellowship-trained podiatric surgeon, and we are The Pod Doctors. Each week, The Pod Doctors will be discussing aspects of podiatric medicine and surgery to educate our audience on common foot and ankle problems and the latest treatment options available. We hope to bring you interesting and informative shows each week discussing all the crazy ways that our wonderful foot can malfunction and cause us problems. So please find us on all the platforms where you find your typical podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and YouTube where you can view our videos. So please like and subscribe, and we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Rafi Hussein. And today we're going to talk about a particular surgery that uh, we did last week, which was an interesting case on perineal tendon repair along with uh, an anterior talofibular ligament uh, reconstruction yeah. using an Artelon product uh, called... Um... <laughs> Some mystery material. No, 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 no. It's, it's uh, <laughs> flex, flex, band, band. Flex, flex Band Solo. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just I was blanking on the name. I keep wanting to call it something else. Um, but yeah, Flex Band Solo. So this was uh, an interesting case in an unfortunate patient who had a lateral ankle injury that caused a longitudinal rupture, so a tear along the, the course of the perineus brevis tendon yeah. as it courses right behind the fibula, and then she also uh, damaged her anterior talofibular ligament. Yeah, usually that, that splitting happens right behind that fibula. Right. Just like Dr. D said, that there's a groove there. So what ends up happening is the two tendons, and we've done this in the other you know lecture before, but those two tendons sit up against one another, and then the groove that they ride in ends up being that saddle point. So when that pronus longus, which is the posterior of those two tendons, ends up pushing against that pronus brevis, it ends up getting that, that split tear, that saddling mm-hmm. of that tendon. and They can be pretty painful. Yeah, try to treat it conservatively. It's to see what happens. And, you know, it, it was, you know, four to six weeks of uh, immobilization and rest. And, and it just, you know, our pain continued. So we, we have a couple of these coming up. But this was a unique opportunity to use the the flex band solo uh, device. So the first part of the procedure was repairing the perineus brevis. Yeah, so here are the two tendons, so you can kind of get an idea of where we're going to be. So when we jump into that little video, you have an idea. These are far enough away that it did make sense to do two separate incisions, and so Dr. Hussein's got this on double speed because I'm not really this fast. (laughs) Um, I am efficient in the OR, but I am not this quick. So, so we're making an incision on the side of the ankle here. We drew out the fibula, so you can see the, the sort of the faded outline of, yeah. of the, the position of the fibula. And then that second incision is where we're going to correct the or augment the anterior talofibular ligament. 
So, so do you typically start with the peroneals when you repair them? Uh, yeah, I like the lateral ankle uh, ligament versus the peroneals. I like doing the tendon first. Yeah, if, so if, do I. If it's a combo problem, they're yeah. not always a combo problem, right? Yeah, this sure. Uh, I'm not even sure what percentage we see that, but um, clearly in this case she had she had a drawer sign, so she had oh, know, yeah. instability. She had pain over the interior yeah. ligament. So that drawer sign, hold on. The yeah, you want to show that my snazzy foot here. Mm-hmm. So that drawer sign is when you hold that tibia and you push up on that heel bone. You get that ankle to click up through. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very unsettling mm. whenever you have that that mortise kind of click. Yep. Through, you know, and, and in the acute phase you know it's it's painful for the patients you almost yes. have to wait until all that calms down and they can tolerate it they're not um, guarding anymore right 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 yeah. and this is an interesting part of the procedure because we're actually looping the sural nerve oh yeah yeah so the, so the sural nerve can get in the way here uh it's best to identify it and then protect it and yeah. get it out of the way and what he's using are, are vessel loops, those little rubber band-like mm-hmm. devices. They're very smooth. They're very atraumatic. They have some elasticity to them. So when you're moving around, that loop stretches rather than the actual nerve. Yeah, and you can use them to loop vessels. That's why they're called vessel yeah. loops, but we're using it uh, to loop and, and protect the sural nerve in this case. So here you kind of see the peroneal retinaculum right here and the peroneal sheath. We're unzipping kinda, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see those two tendons hopefully uh, pop out. Yep. When was this case? This was uh, a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And there we go. Those two tendons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So brevis in front, longest in back. Oh yeah, look at look brevis how much is, uh, it's kind scar of scar tissues on there. Yeah, you've got some synovitis. You've got a really flattened perineus brevis tendon, and then you can see there's the longitudinal split right there. Wow. I kind of augmented it a little bit. And, you know, at this point, based on her previous history with real problems with these tendons, we chose to anastomose them. And she has a pretty low-lying muscle belly there, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, if that distal hip is right there and that's where that muscle belly is, that uh, will crowd that um, that groove back there. takes up more room. Yeah. Right. So we kind of freed that up and then filleted open the rest of the brevis and then used that to kind of wrap uh, around the longest and then sutured that in with some buried knot technique using fiber wire. So you see how he's cutting out the... Um, kind of just filleting it open. Yeah, that damaged tendon. Yeah. Because we want to get it back to where it's a, a solid cord. Sometimes mm-hmm. if they're salvageable, we'll tubularize them. But in this case, like you, you can tell, that tendon has gone from... It's like you know string cheese. Like I said this last time. You squish that string cheese, and that's what that tendon looks like. You're taking all those fibers, and you're smushing them, laying them out. Um, very um, unhealthy, to say yeah. the least. So here, uh, I like to use a bone rasp yeah, and just yeah. roughen up those, so they can those interfaces. Right, yeah, both sides. So here here we are just kind of freeing some of that stuff up, roughening things up as much as we can. Because on that border, there's also going to be fibrous tissue that builds up, that scar tissue. Tendon is injured, it tries to heal, it injured more, tries to heal, it gets injured more, tries to heal. So a lot of that tendon that you're seeing there is going to have a fibrous tissue element to it. And if while you're there, I mean, you might be able to catch it uh, depending on the view, but it almost looks like like yellow, uh, degenerous, like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, looks like, I don't know, I, I think of it almost looks like, um, you know those uh, fancy soaps that you get at like at, uh, at like um, hotels, that, mm. like, that yellow, dense, weird looking soap? Yep. I don't know, I'm not calling it fancy, they're super cheap, I'm sure, but like, <laughs> it, it doesn't look healthy, you know, like, and that's right. not, you don't want your tendon to look like that. Yeah. So, 
looks like we're about jump to ahead. yeah we'll jump ahead. It looks like we're we're starting to put in our sutures. Oh, so yeah, this is fiber wire. We're doing a buried knot technique to anastomose the two tendons together. And that's that's a good point you make you make right there. Buried knot. If you do surgery and obviously you're trying to repair things, you don't want to leave anything that's going to be a source of aggravation. So when he's saying buried knot, if we're suturing things together like this, he'll run the stitch through one loop, come back around through the other end and then tie the knot there so when it closes it actually takes that knot with it right it's a very simple thing we do but uh if missed it can be a point of aggravation important i think just a little subtle technique that that works well and then the additional thing we did was we used a a dermal wrap a tendon wrap um that you'll see here uh surrounding or intubulating the anastomosis site and i think that's really important for preventing scar tissue allowing that that whole construct to glide and slide through the the perineal groove there behind the fibula yeah and i think that's going to give her a, a really great um end result yeah and this, is, this looks great i mean you can tell that bulk of that tissue is all healthy tissue now nice clean gleaming white tissue yeah um and then we're putting them back together i mean you're putting them back together, I was there, right. but we skip the there's the dermal matrix so we're about to put in the dermal matrix here all right so again just a technique to i think improve your your ability to prevent um scar tissue from adhering to the tendon uh, to improve the glide and slide of the tendon as it goes around the fibula and potentially provide a matrix for for healing now sometimes while we're in there and, and sometimes we'll get imaging and mris and things we'll see that the groove that the fibula runs in will be shallow or convex rather than concave. From what it looks like, it doesn't look like it was... No, uh, she, she, she really nice didn't. She groove. had a nice intact retinaculum. She yeah. did not have dislocating tendons. So. Yeah, like your peroneal subluxation injuries. Right. Yep, so that that didn't appear to be an issue. So we've... Man, she's a bleeder, huh? Yeah, she yeah. has great blood flow. Yeah, that that's a good thing. A problem. That's a good thing. We want to see some blood in there. On my screen, her blood looks purple. <laughs> I think the screen is, the color's a little off on the screen. Jump to the next slide. There we go. All right, so quick recap. We're on the side of the ankle. We're opening up the uh, peroneal tendons. We've cleaned them up, got them anastomose, and now he's going to help um, pretty much get them back to a solid, stable, uh, functional tendon. Right. Single tendon this time around, not two tendons. So you'll get sort of a conjoined pull, uh, yeah. which will allow you to evert the foot and then also hopefully still stabilize the first ray. Yeah. There we go. We're putting that graft on there. Right. Beautiful. Very simple sandwich technique or taco technique, whatever yep. people call them nowadays. I Nothing mean. too fancy. And then you're going to stitch them, I'm guessing? Yeah, uh, they used, uh, I think we used monocryl. Monocryl. Monocryl yeah. is an absorbable stitch mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to leave as little um, uh, and that, and foreign the, body. And in the monocryl will resorb in about seven weeks. So yeah. that, won't, that won't end up being a, a nidus for yeah. irritation there. Different than the fiber wire. The fiber wire is... Um, non-absorbable. Non-absorbable. Right. But that's where we want that strength. We right. want it, those two tendons that they are now combined while they're healing. We want them to be solid, solid, solid. And then obviously that's why he did the buried knot technique. So while it's in there and it's all healed up, that, uh, that knot won't be a, a problem. Right. Because it will outlast the patient. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how strong those things are. I actually... <laughs> Theoretically, it'll tear your glove before it'll break. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have my keys on me. I actually 
for my keychain, instead of using the loops, I actually have a fiber wire on there <laughs> <laughs> because it's super flexible and it obviously won't, you know, lie prominent in your pocket. Right. <laughs> at, that, at this point, we're going to close our dermal layer with a little more monocryl. And then uh, I think we just ran a 4.0 proline to close the skin. So again, we've got that that serum nerve protected. We're going to keep it, uh, you know, kind of out of the out of the way as much as possible, and then we're going to lie it within the superficial fascial layer there. Yeah. Do you typically see uh, serum nerves when you do two incisions versus one incision? Well, I think anytime you put that incision in that spot, you're yeah, gonna run, you're going to run into it. Yeah. So, so whenever we do our incisions, there's there's multiple ways to you know do these. Um, I typically will hug the fibula, but if you're doing two separate incisions, you'll be on the the backside of the mm-hmm. peroneals. So when you're on that area there, there's always that risk of, you know, uh, running into the, the sural nerve. And that's a key point, you know, whenever we're doing these, we have to know the anatomy. We're thinking we're going to go in and fix the peroneals, but there's other stuff there. So I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. Irrigating that out. Here, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump to the next slide. So, oops, that's not the next slide. There we go. All right, so part two of your surgery, right? We're going to go two. in and we're going to repair the ligament. The ATFL, if I'm correctly, you're doing just the ATFL, right? Right. So primarily, yeah. You know, the CFL and the ATFL are, you know, they're kind of all yeah. connected to the same layer of deep fascia, the collagenous uh, type tissue. But and it's um, the most commonly injured right. uh, ligament whenever you roll your ankle or any any type of lateral ankle instability type of injury. It might tear. It might attenuate. Attenuate meaning stretch out. Mm-hmm. Um, it might, you know, be completely ruptured. It doesn't have to be, you know. In her case, it was attenuated significantly. It was stretched out beyond the capacity for it to provide stability. All right. So here's that second incision. And I, I like that you left a, a big gap between those. That's your healing bridge, right? Right. Um, that, uh, you want to make that at least a centimeter. That That's probably two centimeters. Yeah, so yeah, you that, have tons of space there. And I've seen her back, obviously, since, and, and it's healing up beautifully. So yeah. from that perspective. So, I wish I had shown her anterior drawer in the video before we did it. We just didn't have the video going. Um, so that was a missed opportunity. I'll try to remember to do that next time. Hopefully we'll have a bunch more of these. Yeah. Like I said, I've got another one coming up. It may just be a perineal though. Perineus brevis longitudinal tear case yeah. coming up. They're more common than people realize. And they're usually yeah. younger patients. They generally don't do well with conservative therapy. I mean, yeah. a lot of patients are like, hey, I really don't want to have surgery. I'm like, okay, we can give it four weeks. Yeah, we know. exhaust all conservative right. options. But uh, I can't remember a time when we didn't go back in because yeah. they just don't heal well. Yeah, especially if you're young and active. Um, yeah, that's, that perineus brevis is a stabilizer. So yeah. every time you put your foot down, you're firing that muscle tendon unit. And if it's torn, uh, it's generally going to stay torn. So here you can see that Dr. D's dissecting out the ATFL ligament right, right there. We're taking it off the fibula yeah. at that point, creating a, a nice full thickness flap. Yeah. You do your mm-hmm. pants or vest stuff? Essentially just reefing it up, and you'll see with and then the... cinching it down shorter. Yeah, with the foot in a specific position, obviously, dorsiflex yeah. diverted and, and posteriorly translocated on the, in the ankle. Um, That's inside the ankle joint right there. Yeah, you can see the, the that fibula. That is the fibula tip right there, and yep. right behind it, I mean, if you know what it is, it's the talus. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead because we got sure. it's going to be dissection, dissection, dissection. So I think at this point, yeah, we're, oh, we we're putting in one of the soft tissue anchors into the fibula. 
we put let in. Me, let me rewind that so people can see. So yeah. that's the anchor right there. So that's a peak anchor. It's a absorbable anchor connected to some very powerful. You won't even see it on extra material, right? And, and that suture material is that same fiber wire that we were using before. It may not be officially trade name fiber yeah, yeah, wire, fiber but wire it's, is, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a brand kind of, name, right? But it's same idea, non-absorbable uh, braided suture, yeah. very strong. Will usually tear your gloves before it's stainless they break. steel, right? If I'm, Something like that, or some type of, uh, I don't know. No, I think I mean fiber wire. I don't. I don't believe is metallic. The original all. one was uh, right back in the day. They used to use braided steel or something. Well, like I, I maybe, but yeah. The, since then, a lot of these are kind of a synthetic version. Synthetic, yeah. yeah. They used to use polyester, um, but that that's kind of fallen out of favor. So you can see Dr. D's doing two points of fixation for that fiber wire, right? Um, or I mean that for that anchor, uh, right. whatever you want to call it. So we can span that gap over that 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 fibula. And that's what most people will do. They'll either you know tag it down with stitch and they'll do little drill holes in the fibula or, or run suture through it, or they'll they'll do the, the multiple anchors. And you know the purpose being that we want that fanned effect coming across right. there. And I think it'll be interesting to show you too. So th this is the traditional brostrum, yeah, right? So yeah. this is textbook brostrum. Textbook. What we're trying to then accomplish after this that you'll see is we're augmenting this with the uh, Artelon material. Right here, you're making that pocket for the anchor for the tibia. Is that what you're doing? I mean, for the tibia. Talus. For the talus? Correct. This is the, one of the uh, entry points for the Artelon material. So uh, Artelon is a synthetic material. It has some give, some stretch to it, yep. yet it's very strong. And that combo is really great for doing ligament augmentation and I think really provides the power to this because I think the traditional brostrum isn't strong enough for most folks. And that's true. You know, whenever yeah. we do the textbook brostrum, and I, most people don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. No, I, I'll not do without it and then I'll it. augment it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The textbook brostrum, you're doing... Your ligament's been attenuated, right? It's been stretched out. And then what you're doing is you're either you're cinching it down on one end or you split it in half and you do the pants over vest style and you bring in the extensor retinaculum, but you're still relying on the patient's own tissue. tissue. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it has limits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this allows us to do that traditional procedure to get the benefit of, of those tissues, uh, repositioning those tissues so that you've got a nice strong ligament, but then not relying on that and augmenting with the Artelon. Yeah. And again, the Artelon will be resorbed by the patient's own tissues over the course of about seven years. Yeah, your body will replace that Artelon right. graft. With its own. So we've just put in um, a drill hole and a guide wire is uh, going in here into the talus. So now we're going to then plug in uh, the Artelon into the talus and then plug it into the fibula as our augmentation. And so that guide wire has to be drilled at a specific angle. It's basically 45 degrees and then parallel to the bottom of the foot. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea, ideal direction for that. And I think we hit that pretty close. My point to bringing up the Artelon was that we like that material so much that we've been using it for augmentation yeah. for several years, but it didn't have this instrument tray. And so what's really cool that you'll see here is the delivery system for the Artelon is really yeah. unique and how we load it onto a delivery system, how that delivery system is then broken apart uh, around it. And then now you've got the, the Artelon built into a little eyelet for a peak anchor that you can... Yeah, rather than trying to suture that arm yeah, graft, it got the it got re you had to previous to this we had to literally load it with our own suture and yeah. the Artelon material uh, 
uh, would sometimes fray and then you had to cut more of it away and you had to, it, it was it, the fiddle factor <laughs> was frustrating. Clearly fiddle factor, I like that. Yeah, fiddle factor is no good in surgery. So here we are actually anchoring the Taylor component So with my big head getting in the way. So right here, we're looking at fibula right here, the talus being that bone right there there's, that we're there's talking about. There's a spot that's basically yeah. free of cartilage. That's, right. the, that's the spot you're shooting for. Yeah, it, it's, it's literally yeah. where that ligament attaches. And right. If you're like me, you attach it just distal and plantar to it. I don't know. Pretty much right where there's no cartilage. Yeah, you just yeah. you, you go right to that spot. Sweet mm -hmm. spot. Yep. And so now we've, we've anchored that in. There's sutures already attached to the artelon, so I didn't have to recreate the wheel here. Now we're prepared to hand tie our brostrum and with so the foot in a specific... So you're able to see that how, how snug and how loose it is, right? When right. you do your hand ties? Right. I think that's important. So you'll see... I'll get my assistant to position the foot once we kind of load these sutures. So you're, you're throwing these stitches off the end of that artelon graft into the fibula, right? So you can pull it in nice and snug. The suture anchor is, is anchored into the fibula. Yeah. This is the most lateral one. And now we're doing, uh, we're now suturing a majority of the actual full thickness flap that we created. And then we're going to hand tie those in position with the foot in a specific position once we get there. You'll see me, I'm still throwing my sutures here. And she still had decent tissue. It wasn't wasn't horrible. Yeah. Definitely attenuated, but you know, I clearly wouldn't want to leave that as our sole source of the repair. And that's when you get that lateral ankle instability. You know, if, right. if that keeps on staying attenuated and loose, you're like, why why did I go through all of this just not to have that little portion? This is kind of a critical part of the procedure. You'll see once we get the foot everted, dorsiflexed, and then the talus sort of posteriorly translocated. This is the most important part of the procedure. So you, you just want to carefully place these sutures. You don't want this stuff to tear through. Yeah. Um, I'll jump to the next slide. It gets frustrating. Like. All right. Quick recap. We're on the side of the ankle. This is what we're repairing. That right. CFL, the ATFL, it's more of a band than anything. It almost looks like, um, like a... Thickening of the capsule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, rather than distinct grass. Right. So now I've got my assistant dorsiflexing, everting the foot. Shortening. Putting, putting the ankle in a position where where we have stability of that ligament. Because when it's plantar flexed, it's it's unstable. Flex. We don't want it healing in that plantar flex position. You know, when it's like this, and right. it's, it's, it's too lax. It's too right. much. Um, it's stretched out. Yeah, it's too long. So, so we, we need it in its it physiologic position, yeah. right? We put her in a splint in that same position. Yeah, to hold that correction. Right. And then put her in a cast I remember back when we were in, I don't know if they did this for, when you were in residency or doing your externships, mm -hmm. they would have us hand tie all the time. It would be like, you know, there was a point where, because you would, some, I went to, um, I don't know, the program's not there anymore. It's called Wyckoff. Um, they end up shutting down. It was a place of extern. But um, one of the residents there would have us throw a stitch right above our knee. So when we can do hand ties, you know, you can physically yep. you know, see what we're doing. I did so many holes that I end up getting a hole in one of my <laughs> scrubs there. We actually used adhesive-backed felt. Yeah. And you just put a slit down the middle of it, stick it to your thigh, and, and while you're sitting there, you can just do yeah. hand ties. Yep. And we used to do our shoelaces. Some people do their shoelaces, <laughs> but then you have to bring your leg up, and I'm not that flexible. And some people would do their, their cummerbund, you know, or the string on your on your pants or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. My dad, um, my dad was an ENT, and um, before I went, and I was like, oh, Papa, I got to do hand ties, you know? And he's like, oh, I'll teach you. 
And, you know, when we're in school, you do, do the okay, you do the number four, you know, you do the whole thing. And when he was teaching me, he did the, the fingers, you know, the, the like how Vasco does them. You know, have you ever seen Vasco? Mm-hmm. They do yep. with the fingers. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. Let me let me learn this. So I'm, I'm like, I learned that finger technique faster than I learned the, you know, the okay and the figure four. and all I, that. I don't think I do the okay finger four either. I'm not sure. And so I went to these programs and they would, they'd be like, they'd be like, Oh, can you do hand tie? I was like, all right. You know, I know my single hand tie, your double hand tie. And I was like, all right, do you want me to see, see the finger away? And he's like, yeah, uh, sure. Of course. And I'm like, wop, 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 just flying through them. And I was like, and they're like, Oh, this is great now. And I mean, tons of fun, you know, gain knowledge from everywhere. And, and then when I did my vascular rotation, the, uh, it was, oh, yeah. who was the docs? It was Dr. Kihani or something. I don't know what his name was. And, um, he was, he was like, do you know how to do hand ties? I was like, gotcha, bud. And I was <laughs> flying through them. So here we are doing the drill hole, setting up for the fibular um, insertion of our artelon. You and see how they're still holding that correction. Yeah, we don't want to lose that. So you really need two folks for this. You need yeah. someone to be able to throw, to, to hand you instruments, and the other one to just position the foot. Yeah. And that helps a bunch. So you just put a drill hole into the fibula, Correct. and that's where you're going to anchor that artelon graft. Right. Pretty much right where the uh, ligaments attached. I mean, that's yeah, what you're right there because that's where you just, you know, reach. So it's that it's really in between those 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 two soft tissue anchors. Yeah. So you, you set up a little spot where you got a sweet spot. A little wide, you know. and you come right through. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It works well. Well, so here's the delivery system. So you you see we've lassoed the suture that's on the artelon, and now we tug it through the delivery. Uh, I don't know if they call this a trolley or something. And then we break this off and you'll see now that's actually an eyelet. So that's an eyelet, which would have been somewhat difficult to do by hand. You could have done it, but that, that little, that little plastic piece was really cool. I kind of like that. So the flex band folks really did come up with something. I haven't used this system. This looks, I'm only one of 30. Wow. So it's not been around for very long. So this is an interference screw, essentially, with peak. So yeah. we're, we're interference screw, meaning the screw or the delivery system is literally going to impinge the material into the bone at the tension that you want. So we've, we're putting this under physiologic tension. You'll see me kind of fiddling with it just to get, get the tension that I want. Um, and then we're going to hammer that sucker in place, and that's going to basically bind the artelon into the bone with that interference peak screw. Yeah, those, the interference concept, almost if you imagine like taking a shoelace and, and a wine bottle, you put that little shoelace inside that wine bottle with half of it sticking in, half of it sticking stick the out, cork. and oh, then yeah. stick the cork yeah. right on top. That's, Simple, effective, holds that. a good that, analogy. Yeah, holds that position exactly where you want it. You don't have to rely on trimming and shortening the, mm-hmm. the, the but, graft. And, and now I'm just, I just trimmed off the re- remainder of the artelon. And you'll see me go through uh, kind of a range of motion with, with her now that we've got that all locked in place. And now you're not solely relying on that classic process. You're not, not, you're not worried that you're going to tear that ligament after all that work. Right. You know that graft is going to, that artline graft is going to hold solid. It's, it's stout, but it has the capacity to stretch. And so she's got no more anterior drawer. She's got good range of motion at the ankle. We're really pleased with it. So... Beautifully yeah. done. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good case. And, and again, we, we used Artelon before, but the fiddle factor, because it didn't have that set to go with it. It's an extra 10, 15 minutes of, of stress. Oh, more than that. Yeah. We would dink around with that for far too long. But we really like the material and, and the physics behind it and the biophysics behind it were really important. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Look right. at that. There I googled go. it. Good job. Old Dr. Google. Good job. You can see that 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 graft right through there. You know, yeah. Interference screw. Interference screw. Yep, and yep. then you can see how they brought the uh, um, 
the extensor, you know, um, aranaculum and the ATFL ligament, nice and short. And yep. Obviously, your peroneal tendons, which you already repaired in the beginning. I mean, great case, Dr. D. So she's going to have, you know, as good an opportunity to heal both these areas and hopefully have a stable ankle, uh, you know, as you can imagine. So she's early on, she's like three weeks out. So I think um, two weeks out. So she should be getting sutures out Monday. Wow. Yep. So we'll take the cast off, take the sutures out, probably put her into cam boot and get her into PT. You know, that's the other advantage I think of the Ardalon is I can get her into early physical therapy, which I think is important for all of these, these issues. You want those tendons to maintain that smooth gliding motion and, and not scar up after yeah. all that work. And I, and I think we've gone away from long periods of immobilization for, for ATFL repairs too. I think yeah. that's that's kind of where we're headed to getting people into a, a lace-up brace or, or some sort of ankle brace as quickly as possible so they can get going, get moving. Yeah, early range of motion over and over again. Most studies show early range of motion makes you heal up so much faster. Right. And if you've got the insurance of the Artelon material providing the support, then you yeah. can do that. Just like, you know, really solid internal fixation for fractures these days. We want to get people up and moving because that yeah. internal fixation is going to do a good job of protecting that site. So you can do early range of motion. Wow. Yep. Well, well, great case. Cool. That was a great, great case. Um, anything else? I mean, I think that was. I think that was it. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the FlexBand solo system, I think, was really well thought out. And kudos to the. Uh, to the guys that put that together. I think they did a good job. It, yeah. it, it eliminated, pretty much eliminated the fiddle factor, which, uh, you know, really made that a, a really fun and interesting case to do. So that's your perineal tendon repair and ATFL repair with augmentation. And we're going to do a number of these surgical videos coming up. We got some really interesting cases. Uh, Dr. Hussein and I have a massive Charcot recon pan Taylor fusion this Friday yeah. with an external fixator. You know, probably about a three, three and a half hour case. That's going to be a really interesting case. So we'll hopefully get some video from that. But this guy's foot is a train wreck. And uh, he's coming all the way down from the panhandle to have us do that. So yeah. that'll be a really fun case that we hope to be able to do something similar for and uh, uh, hopefully in May. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. This yep. should be fun. If awesome. you guys have any questions, concerns, if you guys have topics you want us to go through, if you like this format, don't like this format, Whatever, we're, let us know. We're seeing more both medical students and surgical students and, and residents uh, comment on, on YouTube and yeah. elsewhere. And so we want to make sure that, you know, if you guys have other stuff that you want to see or or we need better explanations for some of the stuff that we're doing, let us know because uh, we want this to be a resource for you guys. Yes, definitely. To see what we're doing out here in the real world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Dr. Hussein. And we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Thank you for listening to The Pod Doctors. We appreciate all of our listeners and subscribers. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and watch our videos on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, subscribe, and be safe. See you all next time. Bye-bye.